Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this episode on April 14th. It's Tuesday. And the big headline news for the day, of course, is that the national lockdown has been extended till May till May the 3rd. And with with some there, there are some conditions and caveats that we'll discuss. And I've, I'm joined today uh, first by Suhasini Haider just to discuss what uh, where we go from here. Suhasini, what do we what do we start with first? Just uh, what 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 really struck you about the announcement today? I think the the prime minister continues to want to not let. Uh, the government's guard down when it comes to the coronavirus cases. Clearly, there is a sense of disappointment that uh, the numbers are not yet in check in terms of how much, uh, how many, how much growth we're seeing in the numbers. We've already, you know, we've hit uh, nearly eleven thousand today in num- in terms of total um, uh, of total cases and about three hundred and fifty in terms of the death toll and. Uh, it's it's quite clear that these are higher than perhaps the government had hoped for when it takes the restrictions off. So the prime minister making it very clear he is not he was not there today to announce any kind of restrictions would be um, would be eased. Uh, there is still some hope that uh, some of the uh, the things that we've been reporting, as well as um, government officials have indicated as well as some of the the documents we've seen being passed around with the minister of home affairs had recommended uh, certain um, uh, you know certain uh, leniency uh, will come out in the guidelines that are expected to come out on uh, wednesday wednesday and everybody will be watching that very closely uh, to see which specific sectors might be able to see a little more leeway so in the last couple of days we've already heard that uh, transport for all kinds of goods, not just essential goods, have already been opened up. Certain manufacturing and production units, particularly those where the workers live on site, uh, are likely to be uh, allowed to open. And then uh, we're likely to see things that will help both the agricultural sector uh, in terms of allowing farmers uh, to uh, to cut their uh, crops as well as to get them out to the markets, uh, and the entire supply chain. Uh, clearly, these uh, this is an area of big concern because this is the crop harvesting period. In fact, uh, the prime minister began by wishing uh, people around the country uh, for you know Vishu and Bihu and Poyla um, Baishak uh, and Shubod Nabobarsho and you know all the yeah. harvest festivals around the country. This is a poignant moment because uh, so much of India's economy depends on the agriculture. But uh, Jent, I'll be honest, those watching. Uh, um, the prime minister's speech would have been disappointed by the fact that he didn't make any reference to uh, restrictions being eased immediately. What he has said is first, these guidelines will come out and that we expect on Wednesday, which uh, will be uh, probably indicated when the chiefs, uh, the, the cabinet secretary, uh, uh, Rajiv Goba, actually speaks to the chief secretaries of every state. He has already written to them about a video conference being planned tomorrow to explain the modalities of what is being called lockdown phase two that begins tomorrow. Um, the second part will begin after April 20th, where uh, the prime minister said that we will judge which areas are actually able to bring the coronavirus numbers under control 
Uh, and those areas will see more of a leniency. So almost uh, turning the onus onto areas to uh, to show that they are uh, that they have uh, an improvement in their coronavirus fighting numbers, so that the government can then reward them in a sense by lifting restrictions. There, uh, it remains to be seen how that will be done. The government certainly very happy yesterday about the fact um, that at least twenty five districts that had seen the coronavirus were no longer uh, seeing new cases. But, um, but, but it seems as if after April 20th, it will become extremely clear just which are the containment zones in the country that the government wants to focus on. Uh, certainly, we're being told that, uh, that the government's health statisticians are hoping that a peak of some sort will be reached in the next week, after which they can start to uh, deal with a slight slowing down uh, and uh, it, the eventual reduction in numbers of the coronavirus. Uh, so that, that's really the timeline you're looking at. The prime minister's speech today, followed by uh, the Wednesday guidelines that will come out uh, on the 15th and then on the 20th when it will become very clear which areas will be uh, given strict containment policies and which will be eased up a bit. Uh, and then finally, that will take them to May the 3rd or May the 4th um, uh, uh, that uh, that most people hope will see an end to the the restrictions for them. Yeah, it, it, uh, it did strike me even watching that um, actually today's announcement, given that given that all the chief ministers had had basically asked for an extension till the end of the month, the actual fact of the extension wasn't really the news, but the fact that the guidelines might come out tomorrow might give us a better indication. But just uh, but just to move on, so Asni, one one major thing that the prime minister also many felt didn't discuss adequately, though he did make mention of it, was the fact that um, the economic cost of the lockdown is still very viscerally shown to us um, every day. Um, today, in particular, there are there, there's, there were crowds in Bandra Station in Bombay. There's a protest now in Surat. Basically, migrant laborers who expected the lockdown to end today. This was supposed to be the end of the originally stipulated period of the lockdown. And they just want to go home. And, um, you know, police had to, la to lati charge them. That was the only way to disperse them. And there's been a lot of confusion created as this this whole situation with migrant labor just continues to be one that is really heartbreaking to see and obviously very difficult to resolve. What do you think the confusion was about today? You know, Jant, uh, what you said is absolutely correct. It is heartbreaking because so much of it is avoidable. The confusion really is coming from the fact that nobody quite knows what to expect. And even the speech by the prime minister today came on the very last day of the lockdown's current phase. So it didn't give people time to prepare. Add to that the fact that for the last two weeks, the railways, the Indian railways has actually been accepting reservations. Uh, and um, we understand 39 lakh people had been booked to leave in the next two weeks by various trains to go home. Uh, obviously, many of them would have shown up at the station, although many would have realized that this was going to be, their trains were going to be canceled. Um, so part of the problem has been this. Uh, clearly, the pictures in Bombay were frightening because they came right next to the Bandra station. Also, um, uh, there were many of the migrant laborers that were living nearby that came out over there, hoping to be able to see some trains to go out of. Um, but we've seen similar scenes in Surat. We earlier had seen similar scenes in Delhi. In fact, the Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal put out a special plea this evening for migrant laborers saying, let me be very clear, there are no buses, there are no trains taking you home, so you have to stay here and we will ensure that you get food. 
Um, but if you heard from Maharashtra officials, um, and you know, they, they eventually the police had to uh, take very tough measures to uh, disperse the crowds there. What the officials there were saying is that the the people are not actually um, uh, looking for food and shelter as much as they are looking for a way to go home. Uh, and this is going to become more and more difficult for the government to explain to them why they just are not able to go home. They're, they're no longer even in their factories. They're no longer being able to get food, I mean, get wages for the day. So essentially, they are dependent on food and shelter uh, on the state or on NGOs that are helping them. And um, and they really do want to just get onto trains and go home. Uh, another reason for the possible, uh, another possible reason for the confusion was an actual memo that that uh, now is being denied by the railways that had asked for a survey of just how many workers would need to be taken home uh, by special trains if that was needed. That translated into a local uh, Marathi channel actually announcing that the, the state hoped to start new. Uh, trains for the migrant laborers, and that would have right. also uh, led to them coming out there. So, Jen, you're looking at a scenario where there isn't enough information. It isn't coming at, on a at a timely uh, on a timely basis. It's not coming so that people can prepare for the way forward. Uh, and I think if there was one place where the government could really hope to do better in the next few weeks is to improve this kind of communication. Right. And just one more thing, Swasni, there's, uh, there's a story that we've been talking about all through this podcast series that's about Indians stranded abroad. We largely expected this lockdown to continue for, for a certain period. Now we have a definite, more concrete kind of uh, roadmap ahead. What happens now, again, to those people stranded abroad, Indian citizens stranded abroad? That's right. And I think the Prime Minister's announcement today would have uh, definitely been disappointing for many of those who are in, in different parts of the world, as we've been reporting, more than 25,000 of them are hoping to come home uh, in, uh, and, and had sort of mentally told themselves that April 15th would be the date after which flights would resume. But the Civil Aviation Authority made it very clear that no flights would be allowed until May the 4th. And even that is, uh, is still to be judged by the government. Um, what we understand is the Ministry of External Affairs is this week putting together a presentation for the government on how it can perhaps try to build uh, the, the, or at least start preparations for how it will bring these 25,000 people back. Because remember, by next week, uh, and certainly by May 4th, all foreign um, nationals in India will have flown out. Those flights are not going to bring in any Indians. So the Indians that are stranded in various parts of the world will probably, a large number of them, will need special flights to come in. And the MEA is putting together that presentation. We understand there are at least two or three rounds of the presentation expected. Even the prime minister is going to be told them before they finally get the uh, go ahead. Uh, but other governments are beginning to also put a little bit of pressure on New Delhi to try and take back their citizens. Um, we heard from the United States saying that they would even think of visa sanctions if citizens were not taken back. Uh, the UAE is now considering a law that would uh, issue punitive action against countries that didn't take their citizens back. Um, because each country is now dealing with their own public health crisis when it comes to the coronavirus and would like to see that only their citizens benefit from it. Um, so so uh, the MEA is actually trying to put together a program for all these people who are stranded. But for the moment, there is no good news. Right. 
So Asni, we'll uh, end with we'll end this podcast with an update from Jacob Koshi about what happened with the health ministry today. But uh, thank you for joining us to discuss that initial segment. And I think I expect that tomorrow we'll be discussing something rather more substantial when these guidelines and rules come out about. I mean, how right. about those? And 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 then we're being told that it's a substantive, almost a book, uh, which will have guidelines on every kind of specific uh, commercial activity and right. other okay. activity. Um, so we, uh, we we will discuss that on Wednesday night. And Jacob Koshi, thanks for thanks also for joining us today. Hi, Jan. And um, hi. And let's just get a quick update from what happened at the health ministry. What is the situation with the number of cases we are registering today? So uh, the freshest update is that you know we've crossed nearly ten thousand eight hundred cases. And if you just look at other independent reports, it's even as far as eleven thousand cases. And we've got nearly 360 deaths and nearly 200, 2,17,000 odd tests have been done. So not really, a, you know, a very hopeful day as far as uh, numbers are concerned. But on the other hand, today was the day when the uh, lockdown was extended. And, you know, questions were asked in the health ministry as to whether there, there was any specific reason for why this has been extended to May 3rd. But no reason was given. Remember that. On May twenty, on March twenty fifth, when this was uh, when there was a three week uh, lockdown announced, there was a rationale in the sense that on average a COVID an infection could uh, show, show up from as late as fourteen days, and you know you just given an extra week for that for you know for any right. infections to show up or you know treatment to begin. But now there is nothing. This is just a doubling of that time. So we can very well presume that this is again just more of an arbitrary thing in the sense that states had several states had on their own said that they wanted a lockdown till the end of this month april 30th so i believe it is just the closest sunday which was may 3rd is all i can surmise though it is not really a a, from what i can understand a really scientifically chosen date other than that but uh, it's we've seen nearly 1200 cases odd rise today and Several steps were announced in, again, the government saying that it is trying to break community transmission. It is uh, focused more attention on hotspots, districts which are showing a rise, in case, uh, a rise in cases. While there are incidences, I mean, reports of Kerala flattening the curve, we can really be sure of it only after we have about a, little, a few more days or 14 or 15 more days when there are no new uh, infections rising. And... Uh, the, and while testing has increased, there is also concerns that, you know, uh, many states are showing a rise in cases without a uh, commensurate rise in testing, so because of which the ICMR is consider- considering ideas like pooled sampling. The idea is to test it in places of low infection and to see if there is any tra- trace of asymptomatic transmission over there. However, this also requires a balance of antibody tests as well as RT-PCR tests. And the uh, antibody tests still haven't come, as we discussed yesterday. So these are things still uh, lying in the future, and there's lots, there's lots more to be done in terms of gauging the true uh, impact of lockdown and the benefits of testing. Okay. Jacob, um, I think we'll end it there today because as I was telling Suhasni, I expect that we'll have a lot to discuss tomorrow when these uh, rules and guidelines for this phase two of the lockdown okay, sure. is released. Yeah. 
So let's conserve our energy for that. Certainly. And uh, we'll sign off today. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Good night.